You're listening to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, episode 19. Welcome to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, where we bring you engaging conversations about wildlife conservation from all across the globe. I'm your host, Matt Podolsky. On today's episode of the show, we have an interview with two amazing musicians. So yes, you are listening to a science show, but one of the central topics that we discuss on this show is the importance of finding a creative outlet. And this is especially important for scientists because the day-to-day routine in this profession can be very analytical and data-driven. We usually talk about filmmaking and photography as a natural creative outlet for scientists, but today we're going to be talking about music. Dave McGraw worked as a field biologist for 10 years before making the leap and becoming a full-time musician. He met his partner Mandy Fair in Flagstaff, and the two of them have just released their second album as a duo. This new album, called Maritime, is a really amazing example of how wildlife and the natural world can inspire art and creativity. The references to wildlife are intentionally subtle. Their goal with the album was to evoke a sense of place, and the entire album was written and recorded on San Juan Island in northwestern Washington, which is where both Dave and Mandy live. You'll hear a couple tracks from this new album mixed in with this interview. Uh, and, and if you like what you hear, be sure to check out Dave and Mandy's touring schedule. You can find that information on DaveAndMandyMusic.com. They're touring the U.S. right now. Now let's jump right into that interview. All right, I'm here with Dave McGraw and Mandy Fair who are two amazing musicians and songwriters from the Pacific Northwest. And uh, they're here in my home studio. And they're going to talk to us a little bit about their music and their influences. And uh, hopefully we'll get some wildlife info in there and uh, uh, learn about how uh, wildlife and and a sense of place has influenced their music and, and their new album, Maritime, which just came out recently. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having us here. Yeah, you bet. So my first question is is just where your interest in music first came from. Well, I started playing piano when I was about six years old and then um, played for a really long time and then started playing guitar in high school and started becoming really obsessed with like going to shows and um, just the whole community of music and going to concerts and things like that. And um, then Dave and I met in Arizona where we started playing music together. But, Dave, how about you? Yeah, I would say the same. Uh, my parents pretty much forced music upon me as a little kid at about five or six years old, and I'm extremely grateful that they did. So piano at an early age, and then they allowed a drum set in the house starting in middle school. And, uh, yeah, so that's where it all began. Nice. So I'm, I'm curious to hear about some of the passions that you guys have outside of music. Um, yeah, definitely. I've always been really into hiking and backpacking and sea kayaking and, um, love to travel. So, reading. Awesome. Yeah, I think we share, share quite a few of those passions and, um, I, I think where we've chosen to live is a place where we can kind of dive into those passions uh, out on the San Juan Islands in Washington. Um, And one of my big passions is um, yoga as well. And then 
I have a closet passion to one day want to be in theater, and Dave has to deal with that. Oh, wow. It's all um, coming out it's here coming on the out. podcast. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> late at night I'll pretend that um, I'm like a Broadway musician, and it's really awful for Dave. <laughs> so, I mean, how, like, how do these, you know, I mean, uh, sort of both, uh, both living on, uh, on this island where you guys live and, and this really unique place, um, um, but also, you know, how you sort of choose to live your life and, 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 mm-hmm. and spend your time out, outside of, of work, you know, how, yeah. how does that influence your Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good question. Um, people were kind of surprised when, when we, we were like, we went into doing music full time and I had been working as a biologist, and we moved to the San Juan Islands in Washington. And it's not exactly what you'd think to go start your music career, maybe like Nashville or Austin or L.A., um, but it was a real conscious choice to move to a place that provided inspiration in that way. And people always talk about how our music is so um, inspired by the natural world, and, and to me, it always kind of surprises me because I'm... I'm just that's just part of who I am and I don't think of it that way but um but that that is the source of of all of it for for us I think um the sense of place is very very important and I think I don't know we're it, it's knowing our own habitat is is an incredibly important thing and has been important for human evolution for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and so I was I was telling someone a few weeks ago that if if I don't if I'm not paying attention and I don't know what kind of ducks are on the pond outside of our cabin then that's usually an indication that I'm not all that healthy and I'm too preoccupied with something so Nice. So yeah, it, it it sounds like a very sort of organic. Like you're not consciously trying to maybe create music that evokes this landscape that that you guys live in, but it, it's just sort of a, an organic process. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to do it any other way, really. Yeah. But it obviously shows through, right? Because you mm-hmm. you get uh, feedback from folks saying that, that that they feel like it does represent that that sense of place. So Dave, I. I, I I know that you spend many years working as, um, as a field biologist, and, and, and both of us spent time uh, working on the California Condor Recovery Program in, in Arizona, um, which is how we first met. But um, I, I, I guess I'm wondering if there are particular wildlife jobs that you worked that still have a, a sort of a strong influence, um, uh, I mean, both on sort of the way you live your life, but also on, on your music. Yeah. I think it's really made me who I am because I did like 10 years of, of field work, um, a bit of time in, in northern Mexico with the Aplomado Falcon Project and the California Condor Project near the Grand Canyon. And then I did a lot of seabird research, mar- marble murelet work up in northwest Washington. And it's not that I'm ever really writing songs about birds, but it's it's the experiences that these jobs have brought uh, meaning that it, it will take me to a certain part of the world that I never would have gone to before and it's the experiences that come out of these jobs that have inspired the tunes um, so in Mexico for example I was 
down there for just over two months and I was the only person down there where I was in this remote ranch that spoke any English you know and so that's a that in itself was just a huge experience and so I wrote more of a song about the, the uh, you know a, a song about culture and then getting lost in the wilderness in the rainforest up in northwest Washington Olympic National Park I wrote a song in my tent like when totally pushed up to my to my boundaries you know like physical limitations and um, in remote locations do you think those uh, uh, that that sort of physical strain and like being in these super remote areas I mean um, I, I mean d- d- does that push you to to, to sort of uh, uh, have that creative output and, and to, to write songs I mean you said you you said you you know sort of wrote that song down in your tent <coughs> while you're out there I mean um, that that uh, that's super interesting to me, you know, like uh, um, that that you're in this sort of extreme situation, and and, and that's that's what you sort of uh, come back to as, as, as songwriting, even under those circumstances. Yeah, it's one of the beautiful and awful things about doing field work, right? Is it takes you to your limits, and I think what it has done is that you know when you're in the middle of nowhere and you're having to rely on maybe just yourself and your own knowledge and maybe your partners to kind of survive in extreme conditions it gives you a lot of confidence and it, it teaches you how to trust your trust yourself and that's a big part of what songwriting is all about too I think so are there any similarities in the lifestyles of a field biologist versus a <laughs> Musician? In too many ridiculous ways, yes. <laughs> uh, once again, just going to places you never, ever would go. Um, a lot of times, these little towns are on the edge of a wilderness area. Um, They're just off the beaten path, where, you, at, where you'll stay in a hotel working as a field biologist or be, be getting your meals. Um, but also playing folk music we find ourselves in these small small communities and there's just a ton of travel obviously is there one song in particular off of your new album that just came out recently that you think uh really shows off these these influences our whole goal with the with recording the new album which is called maritime um it's it's recorded on san juan island in washington and we kind of shopped around the country for some like big name producers and big studios and all of those were in big cities and but we didn't write the songs in big cities we wrote them in a cabin in the woods on this remote island and so our our effort was to capture that in the same way to record it in the same way that we wrote the songs um so there is i don't know a lot of the album is is place based and the tune that comes to mind is a song, Victoria, which Mandy and I were living on this property on the south end of the island, and one night before we we had to move, we we slept out just under the stars, under the trees, by the water. And uh, we'd had kind of some writing block all summer, but going out and having that experience, we woke up with a song the next the next morning, and it's it's called Victoria. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's take a listen. I woke up 
lugar Neath trees By the sound Of a falling red Sliver Of a moon Now the weight Has come to an end Lavender scent And the letters you send Left me dreaming Of a breath In a song Of Victoria The time is a cello The talks in her sleeve for Victoria The lighthouse record He spins and he weaves for Victoria Have got all the time in the world
So, Mandy, I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear from you, too, and, and sort of hear about, you know, some of the influences that, that you have uh, uh, outside of the, the, the realm of music and, and maybe, you know, uh, sort of what you were doing before you jumped into uh, uh, this this collaboration and, and, you know, sort of working as a full-time musician and, and how that maybe inspired your songwriting. Absolutely. So before Dave and I met, I was studying um, Spanish and music in the university. And um, for my last semester of school, I went to go live in Spain, in southern Spain, um, and totally, like, fell in love with it there in Sevilla. And um, it was my first time living in, like, a, a city, so it was kind of um, a challenge for me to be kind of far from nature and living in Flagstaff it was like very easy um, access to trails like you could go for a hike in the morning anytime you want on a different trail in the woods and um, so Spanish I think the language side of my brain is pretty active and I've been trying to use my Spanish more but it's it's fleeting so Dave can speak a little with me if you want right now hola Hola. Bien. <laughs> have you thought about uh, uh, like writing recording songs in Spanish? I have, and we're we're trying to get some tours set up in Spain next year. So I think that I think it's something we need to really push ourselves to do. And I've been writing some kids songs for a couple of kids. I've been homeschool Spanish teaching, and they're pretty um, ridiculous. But <laughs> we're excited to dabble in that more. Fantastic. Well, we we started talking about about your new album Maritime. And we heard one song from from that album. Um, the, this is now that that you guys just released uh, less than a month ago, right? Yeah, it came out uh, March third in the U.S. and then last summer in Europe. Fantastic. So, I, I, I want to sort of talk a little bit more about. Um, uh, I guess I'm just curious, just in general, like you know, what what were you. Uh, w- were there any sort of big picture ideas, you know, that, that you were striving to accomplish with this album, like when you first set out to, to record this album? I think, as Dave was saying earlier, the most important thing we wanted to capture was kind of a vibe with the album. Um, the The island that we're on is pretty small and mellow, and um, there's no real, like, hustle and bustle to it. And the songs kind of came out of that serenity and tranquility and within recording in that environment we really just wanted to capture that place in time for us and um i think it came across it's it's pretty mellow and um yeah and we also had the rest of the band come to the island too so a drummer from flagstaff a bass player from chicago and the producer came up from la so that everyone could kind of get in that mode and experience it um so there were you know the winter wrens and the house wrens were right outside of the, the house where we were recording and just in the same way they were when we were actually writing the songs. So it just felt like a really easy and natural process. We were just like a mile through the woods from our cabin and somebody else's beautiful home that they let us borrow. And yeah, it was it was really special. It was, it was the most fun I've ever had recording, which is good too. I hope that comes across. Yeah, so I mean, it, are, are, are you guys happy i mean with 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 the end product i mean how how do you feel now that you've gone through this process and and, you know you you have something to show for it i think the most important thing is that it it feels really honest to us um it's not like extremely overly produced and um it just feels like a real like direct translation of of the song and the essence of the songs um and where we were at when we were writing them um and kind of just bringing a little piece of 
of the island with us wherever we are, whether it's like Amsterdam or here in Boise, Idaho. We we were talking earlier about um, about how the the island where you live is is a really amazing place to to see killer whales. Um, I, I I wonder if 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 these animals or, or or any other wildlife that that you guys see on the island um, sort of provided any any sort of inspiration, whether it's sort of direct or indirect, to uh, the the songs that that you writing yeah I would say indirectly um, without a doubt I, I first moved out there a long time ago to guide sea, sea kayak tours and um, and of course fell in love with these whales uh, instantly and had moved to the desert and was just dreaming about being back in this place and I think what is so amazing about the whales there's there's they're called the southern residents and there's a pod of just over 80 killer whales there that make up three pods and just their presence you know it's it's kind of their seasonal pattern is to be back in the islands between may and september and you know a little more time on either side of that season but their presence it just gives you this sense that you're part of this larger community out there and it's it's obviously their mystery but it's also their familiarity and there, there are no words. They are just, just magnificent. <clears throat> They're amazing creatures, and and it's hard when we're if we're going through like writer's block to not just be like, all right, this next song is called Orca Whale. You know, constantly like we just love yeah, we, them. And we don't go there, but yeah, yeah. but so it's I a mean, big part of why we're there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, do you guys try? I mean, it it it, it sounds to me, you know, and and <clears throat> after listening to your album, I mean, it 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 sounds like you're going for like a, a, a subtle approach like you want to write songs that that feel like they were uh, uh sort of written and, and recorded in a certain space but yeah like you say you're, you're not you know uh you're not writing a song about the orca pod right i think if you visit the island and you listen to the album you'll you'll feel the the connection for sure we were saying jokingly when we first were giving the album to some dear friends before it was released. We're like, you know, it'd be really great if we could give people the album and say, okay, the first time you listen to this, you have to be on San Juan. You have to drive around the whole al- the whole island and listening to the album. That would be like a really good contextual use. But well, it it really makes me want to come visit the island. Well, you should. <laughs> you will. <laughs> so uh, it it definitely had that effect on me for sure. Um, so I'm I'm wondering if there's a specific song uh, on the album you can point to. Um, where you feel like some of these influences uh, really uh, sort of show through. Yeah, actually, we we did a co-write, a song called Silence. And when we we start songs, we never really know what's going to come out. But this one one turned out to be sort of related to the whales in a way that we were driving through Seattle and, you know, we were kind of noticing homelessness and people living under bridges and tents and amidst kind of the the ivy that's taken over some of the um, just really disturbed natural areas and also thinking about kind of the streams that used to be full of salmon that would run through what are now these industrial areas and thinking about how these orcas have been struggling for for many different reasons but largely because of food supply and because their diet is Chinook salmon for the most part. And so you'll you'll hear that in this song, Silence. There's a little bit of reference to birds too. Yeah. For drying out your wings. Yeah, but 
Awesome. Let's take a listen.
So for myself, you know, uh, a, a lot of the work that, that I do at here at Wild Lens, you know, we, we work with a lot of field biologists who are searching for a, a creative outlet um, in, in the work that they're doing. And, and they, they want to tell their stories and they want to uh, get those stories out, out to a wider audience. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'm wondering if, if this is something that, if, if that's something that, that you felt you know, uh, uh, in, in your work as a, a field biologist, um, you know, how did you sort of take that, that next step um, and, and, find, and find an outlet for that creativity and, and find the ability to, to share your stories with a wider audience? Yes, my, my initial schooling was in environmental education, so that's always been part of my hope is to, you know, to educate. But I soon got into doing field work with birds for, for a long time. And so for me, in the beginning of this songwriting thing, it, it was very personal. It wasn't me wanting to reach a wider audience in, in any way because I was too scared to even sing in front of other people. So that wasn't the idea in the beginning. But now that I've been doing it for, for 10 years, it's really interesting to see how my initial interest in environmental education have come through the songs. And 15 years later, it... It is sort of my way in some way or another of it is my voice in in doing that environmental education um, I think I think my training as a naturalist you know you go through these classes and you're learning how to teach others how to enjoy the environment and appreciate it and so much of that was based on like these exercises and sensory awareness so sending kids into the woods and having them use all of their senses to to be human sponges and so that training worked well into being obviously a field biologist because you're you're constantly paying attention and becoming a detective and almost a journalist in some ways and and so it wasn't until like a few a few months ago really that this all clicked in my brain that I've been practicing the art of paying attention for a long time and that that is exactly what I think writing for me is whether it be uh, poetry or songwriting is really paying attention and um, and the creativity comes from that yeah no that that's that's a really uh, that's a really neat point that you made and it, it, it's something that that um, that we actually talk about a lot on the podcast right is is this idea that uh, uh, finding uh, an outlet for that creativity, um, it, it increases your ability to um, mm. to observe mm -hmm. the natural world, and, and you see things that you wouldn't otherwise see. Mm. Um, you know, in, in a, a previous episode of the podcast, we um, talked with a, a, a biologist and, and researcher working with the Texas horn lizard, and she had this really amazing comment, um, you know, about how starting to shoot video footage of her study species, the Texas horn lizard, um, it allowed her to observe behavior that she had never seen before. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is uh, someone who, you know, had, had committed, you know, two to three years of her life to 
you know, studying this one species, and it wasn't until she picked up a camera and started, you know, uh, sort of observing the animal through that lens mm. and looking at it from a, a, a more creative perspective rather than a scientific perspective that, you know, she thought, saw things that, um, that, that she didn't know about and, and had never seen before. Yeah, I think we're, as field biologists, we're always out there we're gathering the data and we're gathering as much information as we can on our data sheets. And in a, in the same way, we're, we're gathering the basis for a story, you know, so we're, we're setting the scene and we're explaining the environment. And that's, that's half of the, the art already is there. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's all, all about storytelling. For yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, maybe this is a, a, a question with an obvious, obvious answer, but, you know, what advice would you give to other folks out there? I mean, whether they're scientists or not, but, you know, uh, folks out there who are, are looking for a way to uh, express themselves creatively. I think that creativity in itself can be, like, um, kind of a scary thing if you don't, like, consider yourself a quote-unquote creative person but um I'm of the belief that everybody is creative in their own way and it's just like somehow trying to reach within that that creative channel within yourself and it's a lot about trust like Dave was saying learning to trust yourself and trust that you know you can be creative like we all when we come out of the womb and we're little kids we're drawing and on the walls and doing super creative things and then as you get older, you you kind of dampen that voice, and in, in order to have like a more logical standpoint in your in your life. But sometimes the best healing can come through that creativity. So I think um, just not. I think trusting that you have it in you, even if you don't feel it, and you know maybe just pick up a pencil and draw draw a tree on a piece of paper. And that's just it. It's the act of the act of doing it. Yeah. You know, and it's just. Yeah, because it's, it's in all of us, I think. Just jump into it, right? Yeah, and surround yourself with people who um, who cheerlead your, your own personal creative growth, you know, because it can be hard if, if you're, like, sharing something creative with someone who's just going to be like, oh, what is that hubbub that, that's crazy? You know, creating a safe environment to share your brand-new creativity is really important. Totally, and, yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that point up because, I mean, that that's really what... All, that's a lot of what what I'm trying to do, you know, uh, totally. uh, with this podcast, with Eyes on Conservation, and, and producing these short films. Is you know, I'm, we're trying to create a, a community. Um, I mean, for this one sort of small subset of people, for uh, scientists who are looking for a way to uh, express that that creativity, mm-hmm. we're trying to create a community um, that uh, fosters that. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show and chatting with me and sharing some of your music with us and sharing your ideas thank you so much yeah thanks to wild lens all right that was our interview with dave mcgraw and mandy fair not only is their music powerful and deeply moving but they're such cool down-to-earth people and who knew that a decade of work as a field biologist could be a launching pad for a career as a musician So if you enjoyed the music, uh, be sure to check out Dave and Mandy's website. Uh, As I mentioned before, it's daveandmandymusic.com. 
and uh, see if Dave and Mandy are coming to a town near you. As I mentioned before, they are currently on a tour of the U.S. Also, you can always check out the show notes page for this episode to find additional information and relevant links about today's guests, Dave and Mandy. You can find those show notes at wildlensinc.org slash eoc19. That's wildlensinc.org slash eoc19. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If this is the first time you're checking out this show and you enjoyed what you heard, I would be hugely appreciative if you'd head on over to the iTunes store and leave us a quick review. This really helps a lot in our efforts to reach more people with the show. Today's show is produced by myself, your host, Matt Podolsky. Our theme music is by The Humanoids. Humanoids.